jumper on the way. Good! Tyus Battle nails the three! Dungey leaps and into the end zone for Dungey. A touchdown! If that's not on every highlight show tonight, then I, I don't know who's watching. Powered Slovakian. Screen pass here. He'll get one. And he stays alive, but he's got room to the 10. One man to beat. He'll do it. Touchdown, Syracuse. And for Syracuse, party time. The upset pulled by the Orange. They defeat Clemson 27 to 24. The penetration. Step back. Oh, a pressure bucket for Tyus Battle. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg, powered by Drivers Village and Hummel's Office Plus. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Seth Goldberg. I'm Stephen Fonte. It's a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. 315-437-7644 is the number if you'd like to get involved. We have no guests lined up for you, so phone lines open the entire two hours today. We do want to spend a good portion of the show talking some SU football. We'll get into NFL and, and maybe even some baseball later in the show. The Major League Baseball playoffs now set. All the matchups are set. A couple of tiebreakers in the National League yesterday and the losers from those games uh, Seth have to turn right around and play tonight at Wrigley Field Rockies and Cubs in the NL wildcard Yankees and A's tomorrow night yeah I mean that I love the game 163s I've tended to um, but it, the, the ones yesterday were missing something right they, they were missing something that we're going to get tonight and we're going to get tomorrow night and if you lose you're done and uh, that's why those games are fun, right? Those games are fun because the loser is going home and the winner is, is moving on. And we didn't have that yesterday. So it, it felt like there was a little less intensity uh, in, in those games. It felt like something was missing. An advantage, Cubs. I mean, let's face it. The Cubs oh played goodness, at yes. Wrigley yesterday. They lose the game, which obviously they didn't want to lose. But now they get to sit at home and the Rockies have to travel from L.A. to Wrigley, play tonight, and uh, as you mentioned, winner moves on, uh, loser goes home. Yankees still yet to announce their starter. We were chatting uh, before the show who we think it's going to be. Is it going to be Tanaka? Is it going to be Severino? Uh, hopefully we'll find out uh, this afternoon. There is uh, you know, a, a set of press conferences. Uh, you think it's going to be Tanaka, and I tend to agree with you. Yeah, I, I think it's Tanaka um, because it seems like all signs, all signs point to wanting Jay Happ for that potential Red Sox series. And I don't know that they trust Severino because most of his struggles have been early. And the last thing you want to do, uh, even though the Yankees did it last year, the last thing you want to do in this one-game playoff is fall behind early. So I, I think that they would probably lean towards Tanaka, let Hap start game one at Fenway Park on Friday if you get there. Um, I, I don't think it matters. I don't think whoever, whoever they start, and we were talking about this and we can get into it later, Whoever they start, I don't think they're asking for all that much. So get to the bullpen. Yeah, let and, the bullpen do its thing. And I think that you're you're looking at Chad Green in the third or fourth inning. Like I, I don't think that you're you're waiting. I don't think that you're sitting on your hands waiting for this to happen. So um, I think they'll go in with a design to make it look like last year's game, except maybe don't give up three runs in the first inning. Yeah, that would be a better strategy uh, than last year. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, baseball certainly on the table. Again, NFL on the table. Your phone calls welcome at any time, 315-437-7644. You can also text us at 315-288-0644. But we begin with SU football. And Dino Baber's message yesterday uh, was clear, Seth. It was, 
yeah, okay, Clemson happened. Uh, you know, we played well, appreciate the effort, uh, disappointed with the outcome, but it is time to move on. And it's it seemed like every question he was asked yesterday, Dino, you know, turned it into it's time to, to look ahead to Pittsburgh and, and what really looks like a, a big game as it pertains to the rest of the season, right? I mean, it's a chance for Syracuse to hit the bye week at 5-1, and one, that one loss coming on the road by four points to Clemson. Uh, it's a chance to climb into the top 25. I think if they win and they go to 5-1 and one and they beat Pitt on the road, I think there's a good chance they're in the top 25. Oh, by the way, the last time that they beat Pittsburgh at Heinz Field, 2001, the last time they were ranked. They have a chance to potentially end both of these droughts with a win on Saturday at Pittsburgh. This game is so important for so many reasons. Yeah, and and Steve, how about the part that you didn't mention of if they win, then you can clinch a bowl game, right? The next game, all of a sudden, becomes the potential to clinch a bowl game um, and, and the potential to... Uh, you know, get get into postseason play for the first time in, in how long, right? In, in five years. Um, and, oh, by the way, you could do that on homecoming against a bad team coming into the Dome. Uh, I, I'm sure that it's it would be... It's Orange Central, I'm, Seth. It's Orange I'm Central. I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. You went there. I it's did Orange go there. Central. I'm sorry. But, yes, it's uh, homecoming. Homecoming weekend in the Dome against <laughs> UNC uh, would be would be a nice time to, to clinch that bowl game, wouldn't it? It would. And the reason I glossed over the fact that the next win would be the bowl-clinching win is... I. I don't know. Like, is to me, it's a foregone conclusion, is it not? This team is winning at least six games. I think so. Me too. So that's why I glossed over because to me, right, it's but, but this team be, is too good not to win but, six games. But shouldn't that be a party, right? Should and 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 isn't it a pro, and and isn't it a pro, and isn't it appropriate that it would be on that day when it, you'll have a fuller house than normal anyway? Plus, given the success, you would think maybe a couple more fans from here would go. But you've got all those alumni in town. It should really be a packed house. And like then that should really be the celebration, right? Hey, we got the six wins, and and oh, by the that, way, there are five games still left. Right, right. Not that that not that that is the end by any means, but like, hey, we got to bowl eligibility for the first time in in five years. Like that should be a big deal, and and I would think that with with what I would presume to be a a pretty filled crowd for homecoming weekend, that would be a nice goal. See, that's that's an interesting take. It should you know uh, should that sixth win be celebrated? I, I think it should. They haven't gotten there in five years. I mean, if if it was like week eleven or twelve, I would say, yeah, absolutely, celebrate. You know, the difference between six and six and five and seven. I mean, how many times have we had that conversation over the last five years? You know, got to get the six and six. You get the fifteen extra practices. You get to go to a bowl game. There's such a big difference between six and six and five and seven. Um, if you get that sixth win in week seven, though, I don't. I mean, yeah, okay, mild celebration, but you've got bigger fish to I fry. Meant, I meant more from the fans. I think. All right. I think. I think that that is a. I, I think that that has the potential to be a pretty crazy atmosphere, right? Like something something that we haven't seen in the dome in a little while. You'll have people back in town who haven't been to a football game in a little while. You'll have people from Syracuse who might be going to their first football game in a, in a little while. You've got a team coming back home at five wins with the chance to get to six for the first time in five years. And I would think that given the way the team has played through the first five and then by then probably six weeks of the season, I would think that people are a little more enthusiastic about where this program is. And I guess my point is, given all of that, then yeah, I, I think that that could create an interesting atmosphere in the Dome for that game. Just don't stub your toe this week. Well, yeah, and don't stub your toe that week. 
Right, but I mean, you're you're better than Pittsburgh. You are, and I, I know it's a road game, and you've struggled miserably at Heinz Field. You've struggled miserably against Pittsburgh for the most part over the course of the last seventeen years, uh, with a with a few exceptions. Uh, just don't stub your toe in this game. Don't play the level of your competition. Syracuse is better than Pitt this year. I think we've seen enough of a sample size, five games. I think we've seen enough to know that SU is better. And that was Dino's message yesterday. Again, every question he was asked, virtually every question, turned into, you know, answer the question about Clemson, and then turned it into time to look ahead to Pittsburgh. And he even opened his press conference by, you know, asking for the media to help him out and don't ask the players any questions about Clemson later in the week. Now, I, I don't know if the, you know, what, what questions he's worried about having, you know, be asked that we get to talk to him Tuesday night and that's it. But I understand his point is he doesn't want them distracted looking back to Clemson past tonight. He wants them completely focused on, uh, on Pittsburgh. And so let's hear from Dino Babers. Uh, he talked about how this, you know, he, he knows this is a big game and he said that this team needs to move on quickly onto the Panthers. The big thing that Clemson did last year is they didn't let Syracuse beat them twice. And we've got to take a page out of that book, okay? They beat us once. They're a good football team. But we can't make that football team good enough to beat us twice. We need to lock in, refocus, and put all of our attention and all our energy into the Pitt Panthers, okay, because they're a good football team and we're playing them at their place. All right, some coach speak there about, you know, don't let them beat you twice. What do you think, Seth? So I had an interesting thought about this. And I I totally understand what Dino is saying. Right. Don't let that game linger. Don't let them, you know, they beat you. Okay, fine. It's in the past. Go move forward. Beat a pit team that you're better than. At the same time, I hear that clip and I I saw that clip, you know, transcribed on Syracuse.com and read about it. And I thought, isn't wasn't there a different goal for Clemson last year than for Syracuse this year? And for Clemson last year, had they tripped up again? Had they let had they let Syracuse beat them twice, right, to borrow the phrase, that ruins their season, right? Just absolutely ruins the season, right? They, they've got no purpose if they were to lose another game, whether it be the next week or the week after. It, it, everything's gone. Everything they would have hoped to play for. Syracuse, if, if that loss lingers, if you lose another game, yeah, you're disappointed. You lost at Pittsburgh. You lost to a team that you think you're better than. You lose a little momentum. I don't think all is lost on the season. And so I, I found the comparison interesting. And, and while I understand what he's saying, and it, it, his point really is, hey, we're better than Pittsburgh. Let's go beat Pittsburgh, right? That, that is the overarching point here. Hey, we're better than this team that we're playing next week. Let's go beat that team we're better than. I don't think that it's comparable. I, I don't think that losing to, to Pittsburgh is the same effect of Clemson losing to somebody last year after losing to you. Right, like I, I, your teams are on such different planes that like everything you're hoping to do is not lost if you lose this week. Everything Clemson was hoping to do last year was absolutely lost if they were to let that loss linger. So you're saying it was easier for Clemson to move on than Syracuse? Yeah, and 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 if they don't move on. Like yeah, that's a that's a bad loss, and 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 we're probably sitting here next Monday saying, well, that's that's not great, uh, but you can still get to your six or seven or eight wins, and you can still get to a bowl game, right? Like like everything you want to do this season is still on the table ahead of you if you were to go lose this weekend. Everything though, you think everything? What what do we think the ceiling is? Like we didn't actually think they were going to go ten and two. 
Let me like we thought, let me answer we thought it this they way. were still going to win eight or eight games, right? Like like we probably still thought eight or nine was was the ceiling, right? Right. Outside, so of you can still go win eight or nine. Outside of the win total, what else is kind of quote unquote missing from SU football? The the nice number next to their name. That okay? Yes, okay. Uh, I wasn't thinking that. Uh, how about the by and large the fan support? Right. And if you they were lose to lose, this they game, would lose it. if you lose yes. this game, what's everybody going to say? Not, Same not old. everybody. Hang on, yeah, right. Not everybody, because there, there is a. I mean, I, I was down at Clemson, Seth, and Syracuse had some fans there, and and not just like family members. Like there were there were fans there from Syracuse. They actually traveled to this game. It was a good one to go to. I mean, it's Clemson. It's one of those bucket list games, and Syracuse was four and Clemson was four and and I get why you would pick this one. There was a pretty good showing from SU fans. There is an excitement around this town. Uh, with this team, you lose this game to Pittsburgh, and that that boost in attendance you're talking about getting in North Not Carolina, you might get a little because it's right. you know it's it's Orange Central, but exactly what you just said. Here we go again. Here we go again. The fans are going to think it, and I tell you what, some of the players in that locker room might start to think it as well. So while you're right in that. I think it's it's harder for Syracuse to move on from this loss than it was Clemson last year because Clemson still had all all of its goals on the table. Syracuse still has all of its goals on the table, but you're right. If you lose another game or two, it's not you know ruining the fact that they're most likely going to go to a bowl game for the first time in five years. However, it it would stunt their growth to some degree. Like win this game. Move to five yes. and one, and go win, and go win a road win, game that you should yeah, win. Yeah, win eight or nine games this year. Go to a quality bowl game. Like a you loss. You want to go to the Pinstripe Bowl again? No, a <laughs> loss this week to some degree, you know, stunts your growth. In that, you know, are they moving forward? Yeah, they're absolutely moving forward. But they have a chance to, you know, move forward and and expedite this process. The, the stage is set for a really good season. It absolutely is. So, the stage is set for a special season, a season a season that we haven't seen in 20 years. So don't lose this game. So I, I understand fundamentally what you're saying is true, that you know your goals are not ruined by a loss at Pittsburgh. It would be very deflating, though. It would be. Yes. Especially with the fan and base. It, and and that have, is a part of effect. this whole thing. It would have an effect on the program because, like you said, people wouldn't show up, people wouldn't want to come out for that next game. I, I just think the comparison's a little different because had Clemson let that thing linger or or really anytime you hear this quote, right? Anytime you hear this quote, it's the big team that just got upset. And if that team lets that loss linger, if Penn State lets the loss to Ohio State linger, right? They're not they they've got no chance of making college football playoff. If they bounce back, hey, maybe they got an outside shot. If Syracuse Let's that loss linger and and, and loses a, a a fourth game this season instead of a third. Okay, right. Like at, at the end of the year, we look back at that season. We go, okay, they went eight and four. They haven't won eight games and they haven't won eight potentially nine games in a, in a decade. And like, that's awesome. A, that's cool. a fair point. But this isn't the last game of the season. This is the the sixth game of the season. And so there are no guarantees that. You know, if you lose this one, it, the rest of the season would play out the same way no matter what. Like, winner, you know what I'm saying? Because there is a certain momentum to this. And there is a certain, you know, going into the bye week, coming off a loss that you should not have had versus going into the bye week at 5-1 and one with the one loss on the road at Clemson. To me, that makes a big difference. And that might make a big difference into what happens in the second half of the year. So to say that, you know... If you lose this game, you're only going to win eight games. If you win it, you're going to win nine or, you know, or whatever. Whatever the case may be. I don't 
think the rest of the season necessarily plays out the same way, win or lose. Like if it, I think if they win, I think it may play out a certain way. If they lose, it may play out a different way. That's, you, that's what my point is. You think that it all goes spiraling downwards I, if I they don't, were to lose? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But I, I feel like if you win and you're 5-1, and one, feeling good about yourself, going into a bye week, I think you you know the confidence will be sky high. As you said, the next one gets your bowl eligible, and then you start thinking, what what could this season be? Whereas if you're 4-2, and two, you've lost two in a row, you go into the bye week kind of dragging a little bit, and then the, the doubt's going to creep in your head a little bit with, you know, here we go again. Is, is Are we doing this again now? Are we doing I, this again? Yeah. I just I think a I win that. on Saturday is so important for so many reasons, and the fans too. I mean, bring they need to fill up this place. Yes, you know, they do. And I tell you what, we're we're up against the clock. We're going to take a time out here. This this kind of goes back to what we discussed yesterday. You know, when Dom called about Dino Babers and if he has a great season, might he leave? The fans, to some degree, play into that, I think. And so I know it's not a conversation you necessarily want to have, but I want to play back a comment that Babers made yesterday about the fans in this community and the university, and I just want to make a point about that. 315-437-7644. We're just getting started here on a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation, back after this on ESPN Radio. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Stephen Seth back with you on a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. We're brought to you in part by the Bill Rapp Superstore at the corner of Thompson and Burnett in Syracuse or online at BillRapp.com. Again, phone lines open the entire way today at 315-437-7644. Let's get right to it. Frank in East Syracuse kicking us off on the show today. Hey, Frank, how are you? Gentlemen, good afternoon. Listen, i got to take uh, a real big exception to Seth's statement about you know, losing to Pitt and still having everything in front of you. From a record standpoint, wins and loss, yeah, you would. If you do the math, you would. However, Dino's trying to build a culture up there, and a culture is built on winning every game you should win. When you lose a game to a Pitt team, I don't care if it's on the road or at home, and they're 2-3, and it gives everybody else on your schedule hope. Because they look at that game and say, geez, Syracuse, they were hauling, you know, and they, they probably should have beaten Clemson. And then they stubbed their toe against, against, uh, against the Pitt Panthers. The culture has to, be, has to be built block by block. And he's, he's building that culture now. So I, I, I don't think that they should pound Pittsburgh. <laughs> Really, I mean, and and keep the momentum going. Beat the teams you got to beat. If you want to get up in that next tier, you don't look past anybody, and you got to have the attitude that we're going to go out there and, like Coach Mack used to say, beat the crap out of them. And that's how the culture is built. It's not built by, oh well, we're going to be better this year because we won eight and we won seven. Win every game. Win every game you can. This team is not not worse than Pitt. They're way better. So go on out there, beat Pitt, go to five and one, get to number twenty one in the country, get a week off, get healthy, and onward and upward. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I, I like the call, Frank. I, I, I think that's yeah, and and I I think that they're going to go beat Pittsburgh. I think they're going to get to five and one. I think they're going to jump into the top twenty five, and then I think they're going to go clinch a bowl game when they come back home in two weeks and play UNC. I think that's all going to happen. 
Um, and I don't disagree about the 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 stuff about culture. You're building a culture more so than you're building um, you, more so than you're just going and and trying to win games and build a record. I I also don't I, I just I don't believe that it's the worst thing in the world if uh, a close game lingers. I, I I just don't. If you're if your goals and your expectations are loftier, then yeah, you know what? It is the worst thing in the world if you let a loss linger. When you're Syracuse and you've won four games each of the last three years and you haven't gotten to six in five years, like I, I, I think that it's not the worst thing. That's the program that you are, right? That's the program well, that Syracuse is right now. And I, I know they're trying to change that, but they're trying to change that. And and I think that in this transition, Things still happen. Again, I think they're going to go win. I don't think they're going to have a problem. I think they're going to beat Pittsburgh on the road at Pitt for the first time in nearly 20 years. I don't I don't see this being an issue, but I also don't think that it's the worst loss in the world if you happen to lose it. Like, yeah, you're a better team than the Pitt Panthers, but it, you're you're also a program in transition right now. I, I think the, the part that I disagree with, and I think Frank disagrees with, is that a loss on Saturday to Pittsburgh doesn't impact their goals at all. And I and I think that, you know, the way I looked at it, and I said at the top of the show, I glossed over the fact that their next win would make them bowl eligible because I said I feel like that's a foregone conclusion. Like, I I, I think the team's goals maybe are a little bit higher than your goals. Probably. For this, te- for well, this team I and this program. I hope they are. Well, no, I, 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 but I believe that. So while you say that, you know, a loss wouldn't ruin anything – I don't think the team I guess that's my would agree with that. The team, I would hope, doesn't agree with that. And I, guess I would I, hope. And I, I would guess, hope Dino Babers disagrees with that statement. Well, I guess I, I disagree with that statement because, and I, I understand fundamentally what you're saying, but this team is better than six and six in a bowl game. And so, if you lose this game again, you go to four and two, and you know one loss has turned into two. Now you go into your bye week, and you know what happens the second half of the year. No, that's a, that's a fair thought. That's a fair thought. Where the schedule is is more difficult than the front half of the year, right? Because you don't have Wagner on it, and you and and even, or UConn, and even middling teams are better than UConn, and and probably better than Western uh, Western Michigan. So yeah, the, the the second half of the schedule is more difficult, and uh, yeah, there are games that you should win. You should win Pitt. You should beat. Uh, you should beat UNC. You should probably beat NC State, given that that game is at home. Uh, you you should probably be able to go down to Wake Forest and win that game. There are plenty of games on this schedule you should win. That doesn't mean you're going to win all of them, right? Like you're you're not going to go into a season. This program, right? This program as constant uh, as presently constituted is not going into every game they should win and winning them all. They're just right. Like we we know that, right? Don't we? Am, am I am am I missing something here? Like we know they're not going to go win every game they should. Well. I don't know if you could say they should win NC State. I think NC State is, is a toss-up only, game. I say that only because it's in their building. They have a good chance to win that game. I'll, I'll grant you that. They have a good chance to, to beat Wake Forest. They have a good chance to beat Louisville. Uh, should they win those games? Again, as it gets closer, we can determine whether or not they should win those games. I do know one thing. They should win this game. They should. This is a game they should win. Um, it felt like a toss-up going into the year, and maybe even you know, again on the road at Pittsburgh. It's a road game. Syracuse has not played well at Heinz Field. We know all that. Um, you know, maybe you're even leaning toward. Well, maybe you know that's it's a toss-up game, but advantage Pittsburgh because it's a home game for them. No, I mean now that we've seen both these teams play five games, Syracuse is better. This is a game they should win. And I think the Louisville game is a game Syracuse should win. I think North Carolina is. 
Um, but we'll discuss that as it gets closer. I know that this is a game they should win because it's the next one, and we've seen five games from both these teams. Syracuse is better. Um, they are. So you say that you know you don't think a loss will necessarily impact the rest of the season, and I think that's that's where we disagree. Um, the goal is more than six and six in a bowl game now. Yes, I agree. I agree on that. So if you lose this one, it makes it more difficult. It makes it a lot more difficult. You still got Notre Dame on the schedule. You still got BC on the schedule, and and we're we're still not sure how good BC is. But those last two games are away from the dome. Yes, and then you got a whole bunch of toss ups. So go win this one and get to five and one, and you know go into your bye week feeling good about yourself. And it leaves that would leave all of your goals on the table still. A loss and again, I mean, it's still possible. There's just less wiggle room. It's still possible to go win eight games. After I guess. I mean, theoretically, it's possible to run the table. But coming off two losses, do you think that you're they're not going to feel good about yourself? No. no. Do you think they're going to go run the table in the second half? I mean, probably not. So, I think that's where we disagree. Right. I do want to get to Dino's comment yesterday about you know he was asked what that performance against Clemson, what kind of message it sends uh, to the fans and the community. Uh, this is what Dino had to say about that. What did we get out of this game? Besides a loss, I hope the community, I hope the university saw a team that they can get behind. I hope they can see the vision that I was talking about and, and support this football team. I hope that we, that we are doing our part of putting something on the football field that they can be proud of, something that they can come and watch and cheer for. One thing he said in there that I totally agree with, he said that, that they're seeing the vision that I laid out. That was my reaction after the game on Saturday. That vision, when we were sitting in his press conference, when he was introduced, and and he told all of us to close our eyes, and he said, you'll see an offense that's flying, a defense that's playing well, special teams that are well coached. The the whole thing, yes, yes. I I saw all of it except the packed dome. Like I I saw everything that he outlined in that introductory uh, press conference, and the the only other time I the, the first time I felt that was the Clemson game last year when Syracuse came out and won. But I think that now we're seeing it more consistently. Like I I think we've seen that effort that he outlined now nearly three years ago. I I think we're seeing that effort on a week in week out basis. Belief without evidence, and and now there's evidence. Yes, now there's a lot of evidence. There's evidence every week now. Yes, Uh, and we we saw it uh, here and there in the first two years. There is there is evidence now. Um, this goes back to what Don brought up yesterday about the, you know, if Dino Babers has a great year, is he out the door? And, again, I know it's not a conversation you want to have right now, but I wanted to raise this point because Babers brought it up yesterday at his press conference about, I hope the fans and the community and the university see this. And my point is, is if the fans see this, and if the fans truly want Dino Babers to stay here, and I'm not talking to the people like Dom who call the show, and I'm sure they go to every game, if this community as a whole wants Dino Babers to stay here, the thing that they can do is they can go to the games and they can fill the place. Or yes. you know, get forty thousand plus. You know, get more than thirty seven thousand for Florida State. Go to the games. You know, North Carolina's the next one. And it's if Syracuse is five five and one coming off a, a bye week and everything you said, it's you know, Orange Central, homecoming weekend, alumni are gonna be back in town. It's a chance to be bowl eligible if they win this game on Saturday. Forty thousand plus, please. Like, if you want Dino, if you're if you're serious about Dino Baber staying, he has shown he has shown you what it could be here, what it could look like here, right? Then you show him what it can be here, right? I think, and 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 this is another way of saying that he has lived up to his end of the bargain. 
right? He he has he has lived up to what he has outlined. Now fans, I think, need to pay up and 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 get up to their end of the bargain. So far, we haven't seen that, right? So no. so far, it's been it's been a one sided effort here. Which, by the way. I think it has to be. Anytime you have a new coach in, in any program, the coach has to prove something first in the, for the most part. And Dino Babers, I, I think, has more than proved that, and the fans need to show it back. Well, and, and I get the, the apathy and the disappointment. And you say that you know anytime there's a coaching change, the coach has to show it, then the fans come. That actually wasn't the case. When Greg Robinson took over, the fans were there. Like, the fans saw the two Super Bowl rings and the promises. And, you know, oh, by the way, the, the program wasn't in all that bad of shape when Coach P left. And it was right. like, all right, this guy's going to get us back to, you know, the 90s. You know? And the, the fans were there from day one. And it was a disaster from day one. Right. And then the fans, you know, and I understand why the fans got upset, you know, with growing tired of... You know, five and seven and six and six and four and eight and 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 the promises, you know, not being kept from the coaches. Well, you're right, Seth. The, the promises have been kept by this coach. Now it's time for the fans. If they truly, you know, he has shown us what it can be like. Now the fans need to show him what it can be like on their end and what the dome can be like if they fill that place. Let's quit, get Couldn't a quick phone more. call in here. Uh, Brendan and Manley is up next on the show. Hey, Brendan. Hey guys, how we doing today? Good. How are you? First, yeah, I had a point to make about what you're talking about uh, a few minutes ago, but you're 100% right. Uh, people have to show up and support this university. You know, if you have extra people in the stands, it's going to create this business word called revenue, yeah, which is going to allow you to pay your coach more money, which is going to make him have a higher likelihood of staying. So quick, quick point on that. I think you're spot on. Regarding the Pittsburgh game, it goes without saying it's an important game. I think any, anybody would agree with that, but you guys are you're both right. I'm not speaking for you, Seth, but I think that where you're coming from is where I've been for the past several years is based on Syracuse's track record, we can't have an expectation that they can go and beat anybody. And I think you're 100% right. But Steve, again, I don't want to speak for you either. I think you see what this program is doing right now. So I think you're thinking, you want to know what? They went down to Clemson. They should have won that game. So you're right, too. I think that this is the year as a Syracuse fan where we're smack dab in the middle. We're seeing a program that's heading in the right direction. They played with a team that could very easily be in the national championship game. Should have won that game, but if we have anything longer than a you know six week memory, we go back to when this team was. They weren't even bad; they were horrific for a long, long time. So, I'm not ready to say that they should beat anybody, but absolutely, I feel more confident that I have in in a long, long time, including the Marone Arrow, that I think they 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 could could beat anybody that they play again for the rest of this year. I think the Clemson game tipped me over the edge, and that's, that's where I'm at as a fan right now. Great call, Brendan. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think he outlined it well. I appreciate how he, he said we were both right. Maybe we could we should use him as like a mediator next time we have a yeah. big, uh, big argument about something. Uh, yeah, I think this is the best team since 2001. I know they haven't been ranked yet, and, you know, Marone had a couple of good teams. That last team he had in particular, uh, you know, the 8-5 and five team with, with Ryan Nassib, uh, this is the best team they've had since 2001. I feel Couldn't confident saying more. that. I yep. feel confident saying that. And and just one other quick point. I know we're up against the break. Uh, Brendan said, you know, if you get fans in here, it creates revenue and you can pay your coaches more. And that that's absolutely true. The other thing more fans does, um, it, it gets recruits excited about coming here. You know, it. it what was the line from it Jerry just, no, Maguire? Just, have you, just, have it, you seen that yes, movie? I have. Yeah, help me help you. Yes, like help me help you. Like yes. if you if the fans go, you are helping Dino Babers. You're making his job easier to in turn help you I by bringing you recruits use, here. I thought you were going to use a different Jerry Maguire line, but sure. Show me the money. Yeah, 
Well, you can, <laughs> that applies as well. But no, help me help you. Help me bring the recruits here, and then I will put them on the field, and they will win games, and you will be happy. So it, it does a lot of things. You know, Dino Babers has shown you what it can be like. Now you show him. we got to take a timeout. 315-437-7644. Back after this. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Steven Seth, back with you on a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. We're brought to you in part by Charles Heating and Air. 315-437-7644. Phone lines are jammed, so let's get right to them. Steve in North Syracuse up next on the show. Hey, Steve. Hi. I've been listening to your discussion. I've always said that the sports fans in Syracuse are consumers rather than investors. They don't think in terms of let's go to the game and let's pay for the tickets and Gives the uh, uh, gives the team the the money and the uh, and the uh, enthusiasm that's needed to make them successful. Instead, they're more like uh, uh, shoppers in a grocery store saying, uh, "Well, let's see. I want this. This doesn't look so good to me." And uh, you, it's hard to build success in, in in sports with that. If you look at the top uh, football schools around the country, the thing that really made made them successful more than anything else, was a huge, uh, loyal fan base. Uh, it, it, was, it was interesting uh, listening to you when I tuned in. The very first subject is, what happens if we lose to Pittsburgh? And that's, uh, that's not just your thinking. I think that's the community's thinking. We're, we're so used to things going wrong that we, we wonder, okay, what's the next thing to go wrong and where will we be then? So uh, even now, uh, the level of optimism isn't what it really should be. Uh, I would like to see the team beat the teams that uh, they really should beat, like Pitt and North Carolina and Louisville, and that right there would get them to a bowl game. Uh, But we haven't really beaten a a good team yet. Uh, We came very, very close with with Clemson, but the the other teams we've beaten aren't, aren't really very good. So that's kind of the next thing. To, uh, to to look for. Uh, it's also it also struck me that the argument about the uh, or the concern about the Syracuse Chiefs and the New York Mets sort of parallels this too because although the Mets have signed this agreement that's contingent on a lot of improvements to the stadium now, for a long time uh, we were wondering uh, you know they're going to now own the team. And they're going, we know the team's going to be here for five years. What if the community doesn't come out to see the team? Will the Mets move what is now their team somewhere else? And uh, we've seen how many uh, baseball fans there are in Syracuse. We saw that during the Strasburg games. But most of the games, you look around and there's a couple thousand fans uh, or maybe even a few hundred. And again, the fans just aren't doing what's necessary to support the team, and it was, it was a very grave concern that we might lose the team because of that. So fans need to think in terms of an investment rather than uh, just consumption but uh, and and try to be more optimistic, but we're just not geared to do that around here. Yeah, I, I think mean, that's a good call. It's an interesting way to look at it, and I, I don't think you're wrong, Steve. Can I, can I, can I say something that nobody's going to like? By and large, Fairweather fans, right? By and large? There are diehards, don't get me wrong, there, there are diehards that are going to be at every football game, there are diehards that are going to be at every uh, basketball game, but 
uh, you know, things are going well for basketball, and all of a sudden it's thirty thousand a night rather than rather than your twenty four. W- you know, think things are going well for football. You're going to bump that number up a little bit more than 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 if they're not. Like, I think I think but again, there are diehards. There are some really good fans. That there's a that base that you know is always going to be there. But outside of that, I think Fairweather fans might be a little harsh, and this is why I say that it's it, it's not like. They were good one year, and uh, you know everybody went to the games, and then the next year they weren't, and everybody stopped going. This was a slow process. You're the, right. A, a slow process of people stopped going. It's not like the Miami Marlins, where one year they're good, they're right. competing for a World Series, everybody goes to the games, and then the next year, it, you know, there's hundreds of people in the, in the stands, not thousands of people in the stands. That's fair weather. That's if they're good, we're going to go. I don't think it was always like that. I think it was a slow process of you know they started to go from ten and two and nine and three to seven and five and six and six, and then people stopped going, or you know some people stopped going. Then they changed coaches, and then you know Greg Robinson happened, and attendance plummeted, win totals plummeted, and now it's been seventeen. You know you turn around, you blink, and it's been seventeen years since they've been ranked. And you know yes, everybody thinks what you know well. What's the next bad thing to happen? Because the bad things always happen around here. Right. So I don't. I understand fa- what you're saying, fair. but I don't think they're fair weather fans. I think they're they're. Fr- it's a frustrated fan base. That's fair. That wants to. They want to see a winner, and I guess my point is, like, if you're not ready to come back now, like, what else are you waiting for? What else are you I waiting for? I don't know. Are you are you waiting for it to actually happen and you miss it? And, and well, and Steve said they haven't beaten a good team yet. Um I don't think Florida State is a bad team. I mean, they're not they're not Florida State, but are they better than, you know, they look 80% like? of the teams in the ACC right now? Probably. I mean, again, we'll we'll see how things uh shake out this year, but you know, they haven't beaten a good t- so what are you going you're going to wait until they what, beat Notre Dame and then that's going to be that's right. going to convince you to come back and then by then like you said you missed the game and the season's essentially over. So, uh let's go back to the phone lines. Uh Joe and Syracuse up next. Joe, sorry to keep you waiting. How are you today? Oh, no problem at all. I'm well. How are you? Good, good. What do you got? Hey, I just got a couple of things. I just want to get you, get you guys' takes on it. So, you know, we hold a football coach accountable, you know, to get wins. We hold the players accountable to, you know, to, to play well and get wins. But, you know, the one thing I haven't seen any change is we've seen improvement from the players, from the coaches over the last three years. I haven't seen any change in the marketing department and selling tickets. There's nothing that's, that, that, that they've done from my perspective, and I don't know if you've seen anything different. I know they've got a, you know, they've done a better job with a better game experience up, uh, you know, up on game day. But as far as going out and getting those new fans, getting those, you know, people in the door, filling up those 10,000 seats that have been empty for the last 10 years uh, in that dome, I, don't, I haven't seen anything done in, in that format other than, you know, you, you can throw. You know, I know you guys uh, have a, a radio show, and they got the radio spots on there, which are great. But uh, they haven't gone out and knocked on doors. I mean, I I've had uh, you know I've I've bought tickets for for many local sporting events and in big group packages. And the Buffalo Bills, they call me three times a year, every year without fail. And these guys don't do anything. There's been no change. I I mean, I get I. I think that I mean, if look, I'm not somebody who's buying tickets. So if you are, and then that's what you said the the experience is, I guess that's a fair complaint. I'll say that I I think they're doing a better job marketing in like the the video space 
right? Like, I, I think they're doing a better job marketing the team. I don't know that that that, that equals ticket sales, right? I mean, we see these videos that come out every week that we end up hearing our voices in. Uh, like, we, we see those videos every week. I think that those are uh, clearly better than what they were doing last year, the year before. Um, and I think that's their way of marketing the team, right? They, they want to create these viral videos. They want to create these videos that'll get passed around. Um, and they're cool-looking highlight videos. I know that's not necessarily uh, leading directly to ticket sales, but I think it, it would help, right? Yeah, this is a hard one for me to answer as well because you're right. You know, we're not out there buying tickets. I I do know um, that that season tickets are very affordable. Um, I do like some of the things that they've done this season, getting people into the dome by kickoff. The you know half price concessions, you know the pregame entertainment. Again, I I'm not a a fan. Like I don't go to the games as a fan. I go to the games as a media member. So right. yeah, I wish we we hadn't elect you know Joe Go. I, I was curious to hear some of his some of his thoughts or, or what he would like to see done. I do know that they work very hard in that office, and I do know that it's a difficult thing, right? It's a, it's, it's a difficult thing to make people buy tickets that don't want to buy tickets. Because if you right. want to buy tickets, I don't know as if a phone call is going to talk me into buying a ticket, right? Um, if I, right. if no, I want to buy a ticket, a I'm going to seek out, you know, I, I'm a Bills fan. I want to go to Bills games. So I seek out the tickets. You know, I don't I don't go to a Bills game because somebody from the Bills ticket office called me and said, hey, do you want to come to a game? These are our prices. Right. It's a, it's a tough thing to do, to try and sell someone a ticket to a game, to consume a want. product, as Steve said, that they don't particularly want right now. Um, so, I, I, you know, I don't know what the answer is to that, other than when you start winning, it makes their jobs a lot easier because people want to go. I do know they work very hard in that office. I do like I do like some of the things that they they've done this year and some of the changes they've made uh, and trying to get people in the door and you know they're in their seats for kickoff. Um, it's a work in progress. It's all a work in progress. We do need to take a timeout. We're up against the clock. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. Live from Armory Square. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Keep those phone calls coming, 315-437-7644, as we continue the SU football conversation. Back to the phone lines we go. Scooter in Jamesville has been waiting patiently. Scooter, thanks for waiting. How are you today? No problem. Listen, uh, if Babers wants to leave, he'll leave this year. There isn't a reason. There isn't going to be a major step up from Syracuse this year. Last year, everything was open. Florida State, Florida, Tennessee, Nebraska, a couple other ones, probably on the West Coast. Oregon was open, of course. Um, if if Dino Babers wanted to leave for a major uh, major step up, he would have done it last year. If he wants to leave, everything's going to be a parallel move. I can't think of a, a team out there that's going to be a step up. And so, so if Dino Babers, I'm not I'm not worried about him leaving this year, unless he wants to leave. Um, the Pittsburgh game. The only reason, you know, just remember one thing: we win this game, we're probably in the top twenty-five. So there is. So there's emphasis, at least from that standpoint, because once you're in the top 25, then it's name recognition, because you're always being flashed. ESPN's top 25 uh, games when you do the little crawl on, on, on ESPN game day. As far as the fans go, there's, there's more than one reason why the fans aren't there. First of all, this, this is a quirky area, okay? The community... Um, supports the basketball team. The state supports the, the basketball team. Every other major uh, hotbed for football, it's the opposite. You know, State College of Pennsylvania is, what, 12,000 people? There's 102,000 people on game day. Tuscaloosa, Alabama, which, by the way, they're worried about their attendance 
because they're not selling out every game. So if they're worried about their attendance, then then you got you got something like that. But all these small towns, the state the, the state supports Lincoln, Nebraska, for example. Okay, it's the third largest uh, when 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 there's a home game. It's the third largest uh, city in Nebraska when when there's a home game. So all these people come from the state. Syracuse doesn't have that state representation anymore. I used to live in the Mohawk Valley for a while. I don't see anybody coming up from where I used to live. We used to have buses coming up for these games. The other thing is game experience. Maybe this year the game experience is, is better. You're absolutely right. But years past, I went to I went to Connecticut to get a bucket list. I went down with Boise State play Connecticut. That was one of the best game experiences I had. You park right next to the stadium. I had one of those theater seats with one of those places to put your beverage, but beverage right on your seat. And that was one of the better game experiences I had. I've been down to Colgate games where you can park right next to the stadium, tailgate, walk right in the stadium, and, and a nice, a nice autumn uh, afternoon or even night, you can look around and, and it's, it's a, it's a good experience. So therefore, Syracuse can't. You know, that's one bad thing about Syracuse. They're never going to have that tailgating thing. And I also think if you, if you took, a, if you eliminate tailgating in the Southeast Conference. You couldn't, you couldn't have any alcohol outside the stadium. I don't think they're going to get 80,000 uh, people to these games. Half, half, half the experience is what happens before the game. And unfortunately, Syracuse, where the Dome is, is never going to have that ability to have 30,000, 40,000 people tailgating right next to the stadium. I, I mean, yeah, uh, they. I, I guess the only alternative, given the setup here, is to do it on quad. Um, you know, and, and Scooter, the only other college stadium, and, and to your point, the only other college stadium I've been to is is Penn State. And outside Beaver Stadium, it's just land and land and land and land. And you have the 100,000 people tailgating, right, and, and partying. So, yeah, Syracuse doesn't have that benefit, um, I, but that that's not a controllable, right? Like, they, they, they built the stadium there. They're not building the stadium somewhere else. That's not something you can fix. That, no, I, I guess that's the problem. I, it, like, and, and I'm not saying this just to you. Like, I guess that's the issue that I have every time that's brought up. It's like, I don't know what you want to do about that. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just explaining what, what's happening. Also, right. what no one talks about is all the jobs in Carrier, Chrysler, uh, Marcellus Casket. I know a lot of people that had 3 to 11 shifts. That they couldn't invest in, in, in basketball season tickets because because they're working when they, when they, when half the uh, when half the SU games are being played. They actually invested in, in in tickets for football because that fit their schedule on the weekend. Those those jobs are no longer there. So therefore, if they want it now, if they have a different job, they're now they're now being able to invest in basketball. I mean, it's not like it's not like SU's got bad fans. I mean, thirty eight thousand show up to a basketball game. Okay, so thirty eight thousand show up. You got to understand why football. I, I'm just saying that from a state standpoint, I think I think more people from Rochester actually come to a basketball game than actually than actually for a football game. And I'm just pointing out these major places that got 80,000 people. It's not the city that's supporting the football team; it's the state. And 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 because where we are, when you got professional football on both ends of the state, plus you know you got Army, you got Buffalo University, you even got Colgate down here. I don't you know. I just don't see where we're going to be able to get consistently forty-five thousand fans anymore, unless we get the state involved. All right, I That's appreciate fair. the call, Scooter. Uh, good call. I will say this about you know whether or not Dino's going to leave, um, and, and I don't know whether you know he's looking to leave or not. But to say that if he was going to go, he would have gone last year. Couple issues with that: uh, they lost five straight games to close out the year. It was back to back four and eight seasons. I'm not sure the timing was right for Dino. If they go nine and three or ten and two this year, you know he he might have some options. And and to say that there are going to be no major programs with a coaching vacancy. 
you know, this came up yesterday after we left the air. Um, you know, a few of our, our listeners suggested USC. Yeah, I mean, USC might be open. You know, they, Clay Helton there, he's on the hot seat. So, again, not saying it's going to happen, not saying Dino Babers is looking. My point is the fans need to show Dino what it can be like here before he starts getting a wandering eye, right? Show Before it's too late, show him what it can be like before it even becomes a thing. 315-437-7644. we got to take a timeout. If you're on hold, stay on hold. We'll kick off hour number two right after this.